Let's be honest about it. No matter how many different hacks we try, no matter how good we are about songwriting, whether we're feeling creativity or not, a lot of times creativity comes in sprints. We'll have two weeks or two months where we are feeling super creative, where everything that we are thinking seems to be original, new, different, every melody we write is awesome. And then we may have months or weeks of times where it's just drought. We just feel like we can't even create an interesting melody. We can't even write an interesting guitar part to go into our already written song because our creative juices have run dry. That's just the reality sometimes, right? So let's talk about that reality, how it is that we can deal with that reality instead of pretending like it doesn't exist. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of Songwriter Theory. Today we are talking about the three ways that we can best deal with the fact that creativity comes in sprints, how we can adjust our songwriting to fit with it and to work well with it. Because look, I love hacks to stay creative as much as the next guy. I love that stuff. I'm a big fan of maximizing the amount of time that you can be creative. I'm a big fan of finding ways to jog your creativity. Big fan of that stuff. But sometimes the reality is it just doesn't happen for a while. It happens. It happens to all of us. I mean, I was watching a thing by Pixar where like a professional Pixar artist was talking about like Pixar, right? They're paid very good money to be creative. And they talk about like, look, as a writer, it's my job to write. But like oftentimes I'm not inspired, right? I have to keep writing anyway and I have to go get inspiration. So we're going to talk about how to deal with grabbing inspiration, how to deal with the fact that creativity comes in sprints and sometimes we can't just grab inspiration as much as we would like to. Before we start, if you haven't already, be sure to grab my guide, Totally Free, 10 Ways to Start Writing a Song. It gives you five ways from a lyrical perspective, five ways from a musical perspective. This will definitely help to jog your creativity if you are feeling any form of writer's block or if you feel like all your songs are starting to sound the same because some of the best ways to make sure that your songs can sound a little different from one another and really come from different creative places is by writing them in different ways, right? If you always grab your guitar, write a chord progression, and then improvise a melody with your voice, no wonder your songs sound the same. You're starting them the same way, right? You're, you're planting the song seed in the same place, right, by your guitar. So that guide talks about 10 different ways to start writing a song so that you can get out of those ruts. But today we're talking about addressing the hard truth that creativity does indeed come in sprints. Tip number one, ride the wave. So... One way to deal with the fact that creativity comes in sprints is in those two weeks out of the, let's say it's two weeks out of two months, right? So you have two months where only two weeks of them are filled with creativity, right? You're just, you're constantly thinking of song ideas, even when you're working, maybe like you're, maybe you're like me, you're a software developer. And for some reason, song ideas are coming as you're writing code, even though there's no connection, right? You're just feeling it 
right? It's kind of like sports in a lot of ways, right? There's a sense of momentum, right? And you can do nothing wrong and you're just in the zone, right? That's how creativity can be. So you have two weeks like that and then followed by six weeks of a dry spell. You know what's the best way to take advantage of the fact that, look, I did have a lot of creative ideas in those two weeks is to actually give it the time, right? Ride the wave. So allow yourself more time to dedicate to songwriting in that time, right? Sure, you have other things that you need to get done. We all have responsibilities in life. But don't be that person that's like, I'm going to write one hour a day songwriting, no more, no less, regardless of how inspired I am. Don't do that. On a day where you're insp- where you're not inspired at all, if you get nothing still after 15 minutes or a half an hour, call it a day. And then on the days where you are feeling inspired, hey, who cares if your bedtime is midnight? If your songwriting time is 11 to midnight and you're feeling it, right? You're, you've written like three melodies that are awesome in the last hour. Don't stop. Keep going, right? Until you really feel so tired that you feel like you can't create anymore, ride the wave. Because just embrace the fact that creativity comes in sprints. And the best way to embrace that, the best way to take advantage of that is to really ride the wave when a wave does come, right? If you're surfing and you don't take the big wave when it comes, it may be a while before you get that one. So your opportunity has gone, right? Meanwhile, you would have had a blast and you would have, you know, I don't know, scored high on your surfing tests. That's not the right thing. Surfing score box score, whatever it is in the sport of surfing, when that big wave came. But if you wait too long, now the wave's gone. Your chance is gone. So don't do that. Ride the wave. Number two, focus on areas that are less inspiration-driven in times of famine. So if you picked up my six-step lyric writing checklist, another free guide, I'll put the link in the description below for that as well. If you've read that, if you've implemented that, then you know that there are six different steps, and only one of those steps is writing lyrics. Another step in there is one where you're creating a brainstorm sheet. And a brainstorm sheet is basically taking your first idea, right? Because first you need to get an idea. Every song starts with an idea, or a song seed is a term that some people use. Which is the idea of like, I'm going to write, you know, I'm going to write this song about, um, you know, a, a breakup song about two weeks after you did the breaking up with somebody else and now you regret it, right? That, that's a newer, fresher take on a breakup song. Because usually it's like, you left me and I don't love you, or I left you and good, you sucked anyway, right? Like that's 99% of love songs seemingly, or sorry, breakup songs. So once you have that idea, right, that's the seed. But then I find it very helpful to have a sheet where I'm not pressuring myself to write the lyrics yet. I'm just sort of brainstorming through different ideas and different angles to take this song from. And one of the steps there that I talk about is going to get Google images that sort of match the tone and the feeling that you want this song to communicate, right? Because there's a whole picture, say, a thousand words, right? And at least for me, 
pictures give me some visceral emotion that can help inspire me to music. Art just inspires me that way. A lot of times, one bit of creativity can inspire another, right? Like a movie maker can be inspired by a book. A movie maker could be inspired by a painting. A painting could be inspired by the show that you watched last week. A song that you write might be inspired by your favorite movie, right? Like all different arts can inspire each other. So I'm a big fan of going to Google Images and finding three to five images that, that to me, look and feel like something that I want the music to communicate. And it really helps me to figure out the tone of the song, and it can really help to jog my creativity. So one bonus of this is even though right now you may be in a time of famine, this may actually get you back to being creative again. So that's advantage number one. Advantage number two is with finding images and with some of the other things that a brainstorm sheet, which is just sort of um, writing different thoughts, different words, right? You can workshop words, right? Like different words that seem to fit into the theme that you're talking about. Like maybe all the pictures you find related to this breakup story for some reason have snow in them and cold, right? So you write words like frost, snow, cold, sleet, snowman, I don't know, whatever. Like you're, you're just figuring out different words that fit with a snowflake. Um, give me a break. I'm not going to be creative about words. It's like 1130 at night when I'm recording this, by the way, if you've been watching on YouTube before, let me know. Do you like this with the lights off, like darker feel, or do you like it when I have the lights on and it's a little brighter? I feel like this more matches the like songwriting mood. Like I like to write songs in the darkness. So that's why I'm choosing it. But let me know in the comments below what you like. Um, so anyway, so when you're not feeling inspired, right? Focus on things like this brainstorm sheet, specifically finding pictures maybe that can help you be more efficient in your creativity when the sprint comes, right? When the wave comes, you'll be better prepared to take advantage of it because now you have all these pictures that will inspire you to write lyrics when you're in a mood that fits writing lyrics or when you're feeling creative enough to write lyrics. So do the groundwork when you're not feeling creative, right? You can still make some progress. There are some steps in my lyric writing checklist specifically again i think the pictures are one of the best ones that you can do that work when you're not feeling inspired in the same way where on days where i don't feel like recording a video right i can research for an episode that's still being productive it's just different right it requires a certain amount of energy for me to be on camera and to teach well where it takes a different side of my creativity to go figure out what should I talk about, what's going to help my listeners, what's going to help my watchers, and how can I communicate it in a way that they can then take these tips, they can take these ideas, and actually be better songwriters for it. So, focus on areas that are less inspiration-driven, in times of famine. Number three, hedge your bets by working on a bunch of songs at once. I've talked about this before. I've talked about many times. Never, never, never commit yourself to, I'm only working on this one song right now. Because it's sort of like saying, okay, in order to get to my parents' house, I can only take one route or route. 
right? There's only one way to get there. The problem with that is what if a road is shut down? What if there's traffic on one of those roads? What if one of the highways had a big accident and now it has a two-month slowdown, it feels? Of course, probably two hours instead. But, right, like, that's nonsensical. Don't do that to yourself. There are plenty of ways to get to your parents' house, I'm sure. There's probably one or two main ways, right, where if there aren't traffic problems are the best ways. But generally speaking, to get from one place to another... You have a bunch of different options on how to get there. You have a bunch of different roads that are all sort of interconnected. In the same way, you don't stubbornly need to say, no, I need to finish this one song. Why? Why do you need to finish that one song? If you're working on seven different songs at once, that gives you a bunch of different options of what you can work on, right? In the same way that when you come to, you know, a a juncture in the road, where like you can turn left, you can turn right, or you can go straight. Like that gives you a bunch of different options. If there's a giant accident in front of you, you have the option to go left or right rather than just waiting there forever because you can't turn around because let's say, let's just say you can't turn around and the only way to go is straight, right? Like you're like a highway, right? On a highway, unless there's an exit right there, you're stuck. Enjoy the traffic, right? Why do that to yourself when it comes to songwriting? I've talked about this all the time. Depending on my mood, there's going to be some days where I'll be able to write a song that's, say, like a a sad breakup song, right? Some days I'll be in a mood where I can do that sort of thing. Other days I'll be in a mood where I need to write a really sarcastic song that's bitingly mean and angry, right? Because that's sort of the mood I'm in. Maybe I'm ticked off at something that happened at work or I don't know, you know, whatever. And depending on your mood, different songs are going to be easier or harder to write, right? Good luck writing a breakup song when you're in a great mood. Good luck when you're in a bad mood writing, working on that really happy song you have of like the joy of your first born child, right? Like the joy that you felt when you, when you held your newborn child, for the first time, right? If you're ticked at something that happened that day, you're having a rough day, you're probably not going to write good lyrics to that song. So if you're working on all these different songs at once, depending on how you feel that day, depending on your creativity that day, you can choose what song to work on based on that. And if we take this even further, right? Maybe I've had plenty of days where I've come up with like three or four awesome piano riffs that I love that then eventually became songs, right? Like piano riffs I really love, like three or four in a single day, like in two hours of writing. But I couldn't write a single lyric that wasn't garbage. And then I've had other days where I've finished the lyrics of like three songs I had been working on forever, but I couldn't figure out a good musical anything worth a crap, right? That happens. The create the creative inspiration that you need to write lyrics and to write music and to write a piano riff versus a catchy guitar riff or in a sad piano chord progression versus a happy or spunky electric guitar riff, right? Like all of these things are so different. So if you're working on a bunch of songs at once, you can choose to write 
for those songs that you're in the right mood for, right? If you need happy lyrics, you can go to this song. If you're in the mood to write sad music, go to this song. If you're in the mood to write emotional melodies, go to this song. It's super helpful because then when you do have creativity, or if you're not feeling creative, right? Because this is sort of the context of you know what we're talking about here. Creativity comes in sprints. How do we deal with it? So a part of how to deal with it is maybe you think that you aren't currently feeling creative, but really it's that you're having a creative sprint in something different than what you're trying to do, right? Maybe right now you are in the right mood, you're in the right headspace to be very creative about writing sad melodies, but you're over here banging your head against this happy lyric that you need to write. Well, good freaking luck because you're working on the wrong thing relative to where your headspace is at. Right. So don't don't waste your time trying to write this happy lyric while you're in a really bad, sad mood where you just feel it emotional and you just need to write something. You just need to feel something really sad. You need to go on your piano and write this sad melody. Right. Don't force yourself then into a creative lane that is currently not open. Right. It's shut down for repair. So don't force yourself down that road. Allow yourself to work on the song that is the right song for you to work on at the time. So three tips again, ride the wave. Don't go to bed early. Don't, don't play an extra episode of the office on Netflix when you're feeling creative, right? If you're feeling creative, don't turn on Netflix. Don't go read a book. Songwrite. Take advantage of that time. You know it's precious. You should know it's precious. That's why you're watching this episode. Number two, focus on areas that are less inspiration-driven in times of famine. Famine comes. When it does, focus on the groundwork that you can lay, right? Whether that's maybe figuring out song ideas, right? If you just go look up song ideas that you can use in the future, right? Song, uh, whatever they're called. I don't know why I can't remember what they're called now, but you know, where people give you different song starters, if you will, but it's just basically song ideas. Go find those, you know, go look up sad news stories that move you or, or you know, sad autobiography stories. I don't know, whatever it is, go do the groundwork, go find ideas, start developing ideas via an idea sheet or a brainstorm sheet. Go grab some Google images that really move you, right? Make you feel things. I personally like paintings over photos. Uh, photography just doesn't move me quite as much as like art, like a painting does. Um, but whatever moves you use that and then hedge your bets by working on a bunch of songs at once. This is like having a bunch of lanes on a highway, right? If you have a 10 lane highway, it's going to be a lot harder for that to get con- congested versus a one lane highway, right? So have as many lanes open as you can. That way, hey, if your two lanes on the right are shut down because some 18-wheeler got in an accident, it's fine. You can use those other six lanes, right? Sure, you can't currently write happy lyrics, but you can write sad lyrics and you can write sad music and you can write angry music and, you know, all those other things. So... Keep those lanes open by having a bunch of different songs that you're working on at once. Don't commit yourself just to one song. 
Obviously, maybe make an exception in cases where, like, say, you have to finish an EP, there's only one song left that you haven't finished. Yes, okay, there can be exceptions. But generally speaking, if you're not under the gun for something like that, write and work on a bunch of songs at once that are all very, very different. I hope this was helpful to you. If it was, be sure to drop a like. Also, be sure to subscribe if you're on YouTube, if you're listening via podcast, and you still, you still haven't gone and left a review on iTunes, please, please do that. It is super helpful. I appreciate all of you who have done that. I appreciate all of you as well who have been so kind in the YouTube comments. There have been a bunch of you. There was one of you that was a little less kind, but all the rest of you, I appreciate the kind words. I also appreciate feedback and constructive feedback. The single individual who was was referring to was not exactly constructive feedback. They were just being, you know, a YouTube commenter in the negative sense of the term. You all have seen those people, the toxic people that just seem to, you know, the type of people that like click on a video and hit dislike just for fun type people. Um, But anyway, for all the rest of you, I appreciate you. I appreciate the kind words. I appreciate any constructive feedback that you may have. I look forward to continuing the conversation in the comments. Thank you again for watching. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you next time.